Welcome to Cold Water Podcast. I'm Nicola Halton. We all know the importance of getting out there and doing a great work for Jesus. In this podcast, we will learn more about the people who are involved in changing lives for good, for God. I'd like to welcome Dougie March to the Cold Water Podcast. Hello, Dougie. Hello. How are you? Really good. Good. Would you like to share your testimony, Dougie? Yeah, well, I'm from Baker in the northeast of England, and I'm the oldest of five kids. And um, my dad was a lorry, long distance lorry driver. My mother was like a cleaner. But I never got on well with my dad. So it, it, in many ways, it pushed us towards the gangs. So every little street in Baker had a gang. And then Baker had a gang. And then Yacassia United had a football hooligan gang. And then I was in a gang with guys that were dealing drugs. So um, violence was quite a... Normal part of my life, fighting in the street. Uh, I took up boxing, um, boxed at the West End Boys Club. Um, and my life was just, you know, pretty normal for a working class guy. And then um, played for the football team at school. Um, got a job got into my late teens and that's when things started going a bit like off the map got into drinking going to nightclubs pubs fighting the football matches and then I got into cocaine so I was taking cocaine and um, that really does your head in uh, so if there's anybody listening to this and you're, you're on cocaine it's a slippery slope it's a, it's a dangerous thing to get involved in and because of all the violence um, I ended up serving time in seven prisons. So I started off in Durham, um, and then I was in a prison called Havrig, prison called Wayland in near Norwich, Wormwood Scrubs in London, Ashford Remand Centre, Brixton in London. So these uh, prison sentences went on. So I was in me mid twenties late 20s and um, my life was wild. I'd had a couple of nervous breakdowns, lots of different girlfriends, uh, fighting most weekends, going to the way matches to watch Newcastle fight my rival fans. And uh, I got to the age of 30 and I started to think about my life. And apparently, so the psychologists tell me, it's the age when people start thinking they're not young anymore, they're not old to start looking and seeing, well, which direction is is my life going? Well, my life was going down the toilet. So I started thinking about my life, reading books on psychology, uh, thinking of different ways that I could break out of the cycle of violence and drugs and immorality. And um, one day I just found myself praying right out of the blue, and I just prayed, God, if you're there, um, you obviously know what's going on. I want to change, but I can't change myself. So I'm looking for I'm looking for help. So say roughly ten days after that, I was walking up Northumberland Street. It's a pedestrian street in Newcastle, Newcastle upon Tyne. And two girls seemed to appear. I think they had been standing in a doorway. They came. They stood in front of us, and they said, "Can we tell you about Jesus?" 
So uh, we had a bit of a chat and I, I said, yeah, you'll have to give us the short version because there is a short version and a long version. And um, and then they went. And I thought, wow, I wonder if that was connected to this prayer. So I did what I had to do that day. Time went on, just days. I kept bumping into one of the girls. And then one time when I bumped into her, I said, are you following me around? Because uh, cocaine, speed and cocaine make you paranoid. So you think people are watching you, talking about you. Um, following you, things like that. And she said, no, no, why, why would I be following you? And I said, well, you keep appearing. And she said, well, it's what the Bible calls a divine appointment. So she chatted to us and invited us to this church, which was the best shan, um, which is now the International Harvest Centre. Beside the match, it's not far, it's just a couple of streets away from St. James's Park. So I went to the church, it was Pentecostal, and, yeah, it seemed all right. The next week, she said, I can't make it. You'll have to go on your own. So I went on my own, listened, and I heard about Jesus dying on the cross and uh, that he died for my sin. Um, you didn't really have to tell us I was a sinner because I had sin coming out of my ears. Uh, and I heard that Jesus died and paid the price for sin so that we don't have to go to hell and that if we turn to God and we love God, we can be forgiven and we can start a brand new life and spend eternity in heaven with God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And I thought, wow, this is what I've been looking for. I found it a difficult, but I went to the front in front of 600 people. They prayed with us and I committed my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Walked down to the out of the church towards past the ground and there was this it was like a voice, it was like an impression on the inside that said, um, they used to be your God, the football team, but I'm your God now. And that was the beginning of a complete adventure. I saw a preaching at Grace Monument. Mm -hmm. So this was in um, 1986. And uh, since then, God sent us to 47 countries around the world. Wow. I've seen the dead raised. I've seen um, loads of miracles. When I was in Africa, I was in five African countries. I was in Kenya, Tanzania, Uganda, Rwanda, and DR Congo. Mm -hmm. And I saw over a thousand people saved in crusades. And they were all followed up. Um, and I saw God doing some absolutely amazing things, which uh, showed me that the, you know, the Bible is true, the miracles that we saw in the Old Testament, the partner of the Red Sea, uh, partner of the Jordan River, and Jesus doing miracles, raising the dead. It was actually not only true, but miracles could happen today. And so God was using us. I went to America, took a team, went into Mexico, went into Canada. I've been all over Europe, France, preaching the gospel, France, Spain, um, I took a train, the Eurorail train that took us all around Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Turkey, um, Czech Republic, Holland, went to lots of countries. I've been to Africa, like I said, went to five countries in Africa. Uh, Cyprus, Israel, Australia, New Zealand, um, in South America, uh, Guiana, British Guiana, Guiana. 
and saw God moving powerfully doing crusades and preaching in, on the streets and in churches and um, wherever God sent us. So God's used this. So now, um, this is um, this is April 2013. 2023, mm -hmm. uh, years yeah. ago, 2023, God is using us in a different way and um, I'm waiting on him, he sends us to people, he sends us to places, I'm going to Spain on Thursday right. to pray, go to a place called Fungarola in Los Beliches to pray and possibly preach on the streets, I've got my testimony in Spanish, I've got, I always carry my testimony tracked with us, so um. Everything's a bit slower now, but I am probably led by the Holy Spirit more because right. some Christians just do what they want to do and they don't realise that that's not Christianity. Christianity is being led by the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. according to the Word of God and doing and going and saying what God wants to say. It's Christ living through you. Yeah. So we're meant to be dead to self and alive to God. So I'm excited about my faith. I'm more excited than I've ever been. Brilliant. And um, this little testimony, there's a lot more I could say. This is a very, very short testimony. Mm -hmm. But if you want to get in touch with me, um, my phone number is 0793-1044-8332. You can get in touch with us. And, um, you know, I can send you my testimony tracts or I can come to your church and speak, or I can come to your country and speak. Mm -hmm. So, as I'm just saying this, the Bible says, unless a man is born again, he will not inherit the kingdom of God. So you need to be saved listening to this. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're not listening to this by chance. You've, you're listening to it and you're thinking, wow, some of this has happened in my life. And um, Jesus wants you to escape from a life of sin, he wants to take off the chains and set you free and open the gate and let you um, let you follow God and end up in heaven. But where you are, before you get to heaven, after you get born again, he's got a plan for you. He's got plans to prosper you, um, not to harm you, and to give you hope in the future. So this is a short testimony. Thank you for listening, and um, God bless you. I've got a few more questions. Um, handing out tracts, where do you get that confidence, that boldness from? Well, it says in the Proverbs 28.1, the wicked flee when nobody chases them. That's paranoia. Mm -hmm. That's what I was talking about, the, yeah. when people on cocaine, you get paranoid. So that's explaining it. The, the wicked flee when nobody's chasing them, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. When we become a Christian, the Holy Spirit comes inside with and Jesus ministers through it. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine Jesus has got no fear. Yeah. Jesus is full of confidence. So as Jesus ministers through it, as we die to self, there's less of us, which we tend to be big-headed, prideful, sometimes fearful, apprehensive. But when the Holy Spirit is ministering through you, when Jesus is ministering through you, it's pure and it's confident and it's light. And um, it's it's totally supernatural. Mm -hmm. The problem is we have to die to self. Yeah. We have got to, um, you know, put God first, even before people. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says if you don't love Jesus more than you love your wife, your husband, your mother, your father, your, your brothers, your children, your dog, your cat, your budgie, 
you, if you don't love God before everything else, you can't be one of his disciples. So yeah. that's a challenge to you listening to this right it now. Is, it is. Um, there was something as well. Do you find that it's easier to preach in other countries than it is to preach in the UK? Um, well, when you're in other countries, sometimes you need an interpreter. So that means that your preaching is a lot slower. Um, but in Africa, in third world countries, this is not a third world country. Uh, in a third world country, people are very poor and they, they look forward to going to churches or going to crusades. Whereas, you know, obviously that is Christians in Britain who love going to church. But for a lot of people, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a kind of chore. Oh, oh, it's Sunday. Better go to church. I want to get brownie points for God. And, but, you know, there's not a deep, deep love for God. So um, I would say preaching in England, um, when you're anointed, you can preach anywhere and it can be good anywhere. But it does tend to be harder in the UK and easier in a third world country like um, like any, any African country uh, or any country that's poor, like Sri Lanka or preach there. Uh, Guyana in South America, countries where people are poorer, there tends to be a better response to the yeah. gospel. Yeah. There is something that's just come to my brain. When you were taking drugs and God came into your life, how easy was it for you to come off drugs? Um, well, it wasn't easy, but I had to make a decision. And, you know, there's a lot of things in life that's not easy. Like you say, well... Um, it's not easy to lose weight. Some people say, oh, I can't lose weight. If somebody was single and they were, say, they were fat or overweight and they met someone of the opposite sex that they thought they were going to, that would like to be married to, they would probably lose weight because there was a, Incentive. there was a, Incentive. you know, a reason yeah. to do it. Yeah. So when I, when I became a Christian, I thought, right, I'm, I'm in 100% and the drugs are the complete opposite. So my gang, they give me, they, they knew I was, I'd become a Christian. They give me freebies and I put them down the toilet. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I was determined to stop. So I was able to stop. But I had a calling on my life. And um, I was getting fulfillment from preaching, from helping people, uh, traveling. Now, if somebody's just going to church and sitting in a pew, you know, their Christian experience could be what you might call mediocre. So the, the, the chances of them being drawn back to drugs could, would, be lot, would be bigger because um, the lure of the drugs would be strong and their experience with Jesus might just be sort of average. But if you throw yourself into Jesus and you find out what your calling is, because you're fulfilled in that calling, the temptation is not as strong. Right, okay. So really, you, what you're saying is you threw yourself in yeah. and that made it so much easier to have a clean break and that's yeah. what you recommend people to do. Yeah. If you're going to do it, do it 100%, throw everything yeah. into and every, it. Every Christian's meant to be 100%. Yes. There's no 50% with Jesus. I mean, 50% is like, yeah. like saying, you know, like a woman, well, well I'm married to you. Well, I'm going to be with you 50% of the time and another 50% of the yeah. time I'm going to be with Mary Blobs. Be like, what? You yeah. married me 100%. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, and I was determined, um, you know, and, 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 and that, uh, drugs is just one thing. 
I had a bad temper. I was violent. I was an angry person. I was a womanizer. So you had the girls. You had the violence. You had the drugs. You had the selfishness. You had, um, you know, all these type of things. And then you chipped away. So I, I even though I've been a Christian now for, um, for 30, over 30 years, mm-hmm. um, I just heard a word on, a couple of Sundays ago on humility and it's absolutely changed my life yeah. because um, I'm learning about humility that, you know, if you're humble and you're living humbly before God, you you, you hardly need to pray for miracles because miracles will happen because, you, you be, because you're, you're in the spirit and uh, humility attracts, uh, humility and holiness attracts the power of God. So I'm finding even since then I'm having more divine appointments. I'm expecting that nearly every day that I live is going to be one of the best days. Today I was at Timemouth Market and we've got a free Bible stall and I was talking to people and some of them were just standing, staring, listening. They took Bibles, had a great time and um, my life has taken a... I've turned around the corner since I heard this word on, on humility because it's... and I'm studying it. I'm studying all the scriptures on it. And it's it's just I'm just vibrant because of that word, and I'm expecting uh, things to happen in my life that, that's going to completely change my life. And I'm not just poddling on on the way to heaven. I'm not just hanging on until heaven. I'm I'm expecting to have explosive things happening, mir- more miracles, see more people saved, and uh, more opportunities to come up to preach on television, the radio, Zoom. Churches have been invited into some prisons in the south of England. So I'm kind of on a second wave, having took, having took, I, would, I wouldn't say took time out, but ha- waiting on God, as it says in Isaiah 40, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. I've had a time of waiting on the Lord, and I'm on a second, second wind, so to speak, and it's very, very exciting. So if you're listening to this and you're a Christian, Draw close to God and he will draw close to you. But do it seriously and honestly. Because I find a lot of Christians are just bored. They're just talking about this and that. And they're just like thinking, oh, I'm on the way to heaven. I've only got, I've only got a few years left. And they don't actually love God with all their heart. And so they're not living a vibrant life. So the person next door just thinks, well, well, they're Christian, but they're no different to us. Yeah. There should be a difference in yes. my life. There should be, yes. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's having... I think sometimes you think you know God and then he shows a little bit more of himself mm. and you ask to ask to see that part of him and then he shows it. So some sometimes you don't really know him as much as you think you know him. Yeah. Yeah. And it's getting to know him, getting because when you do know him, you can't help but fall in love with him. Mm. Um, but the, the other question I was going to say was, would you, if there's anyone listening who wasn't saved, would you like to lead them in the prayer of salvation? Yeah, yeah. If you're not a Christian, you're listening to this. I mean, saying this prayer like opens you up to, for the Holy Spirit to come into your heart. But then you have to, um, like going through a gate. Nobody stands at the other end of a gate for the rest of their life. The, the open a gate opens and then they go through to their destination. So I'm going to say a prayer, and this is just the beginning. And then you have to find a church or find Christians, read your Bible and pray and live your life daily for God so pray something like Lord Jesus I believe I'm a sinner I've done lots of things wrong I've made lots of mistakes I would like you 
Jesus to come into my heart. I believe you died on the cross and you took all of the sin upon yourself on that cross. And I believe you did it for me. And I repent. I'm sorry. Um, and in all honesty, Jesus, I want to follow you. I want you to come into my life and I want to be born again. And I want to live a life that glorifies you. And I don't want it to just be a little prayer and going to, going to a meeting and sitting in church. I want to read the Bible and I want to follow you with everything that I've got, with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind and with all my strength. So Jesus, be my Lord, come into my life. And um, I thank you for your love, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Tucky. Thank you. That was brilliant. Thank you for listening to the Cold Water Podcast. Please remember to subscribe and join next week.